Hello and welcome to the Scottish Clans. I'm Clint. Thank you for joining me. I've got a lot of really cool things going on in the very near future. Some things that have just kicked off that I'm, I'm really excited about. So if you are at all interested in learning more about the Scottish Clans, you have come to the right place. Whether you have just barely learned that your last name is Scottish or you have Scottish ancestors somewhere farther back in the family tree or whether you have been studying this for a while, I've got something for everybody here. Uh, I myself have gone through quite the journey and experienced different levels of understanding the Scottish clans. Uh, at one point in time, I thought I knew quite a bit. And I think whenever you feel that way about a subject, maybe recalibrate. Because <laughs> now that I've learned so much more than I did back then, I realize how little I know. But it's a fun journey to be on, and I'm glad you're doing it with me. Some of those fun things that I'm excited about that are coming up in the very near future. I've got a speaking engagement next, next week, not, sorry, next month, down on the Wasatch Front. Now that's a, that place in Utah all along that mountain range. So um, more details to follow on that if you live within that area and uh, in the vicinity of Salt Lake, north or south, a little ways, they call that the Wasatch Front. And if you're anywhere close to that, we might have some details of something you might want to be attending, but more details to follow. Also, this coming weekend, I'm going to be interviewing. This is a very special experience. I've, I told you my interview with Ethan Hunt kind of kicked off a new a new age for this podcast of having very knowledgeable people coming on and contributing their expertise to what we understand about the Scottish clans. Very excited about this new development. So we had Ethan on. The next one coming on is this weekend. It's going to be an interview with a a professor who currently teaches in Scotland, and I have quoted this professor's work at length in this podcast, many episodes with quotes from this professor, um, but you got to stay tuned to find out who it is and to actually hear the interview and the conversation that we have together. I'm really excited for that. Something else that I'm excited about, excited about, but that has just happened is just in the very recent past, I have finished my online course on the origins of the Scottish clans. It's I tailored it to be like a mini college course. I talked about it for a long time leading up took me a lot longer to get it going due some, to some big life changes that happened. But once the dust settled a little bit, we were able to keep pushing on that one. And it is up and ready to go. So if you go over to scottish-clans.com forward slash origins, that'll get you down the path that can that can get you where you want to be if, you, if you're interested in that online course. Like I said, it's tailored to be a mini college course. So it's got uh, various video clips in broken up into different modules of me teaching using visual aids, unlike this podcast. Uh, maybe someday I'll put this content on YouTube and put some pictures, but right now it's just a podcast, no visual aids. But in that, I have got maps and pictures and things to help the person who doesn't have all this stuff already locked in their head, but it goes back into the origins of the Scottish clans and where they came from and how they developed. It's got not just me teaching and sharing with you things that I've learned from the scholars that have taught on this, but also it's got, I've included a lot of resources like articles, scholarly articles, uh, refer referrals for different books that you can go get. I provide the articles and I refer you to different books if you want to pursue it further that you can go do more reading on whatever I was talking about when I referred that. I've, that's all done by kind of by chapter or module. 
is broken down into different segments anyway. Really excited about that. Now I've priced it at a point that you got to be serious because I don't want people to just pay a few bucks and and not take it seriously. I want uh, not not just an investment of money, but that for that to be a reflection of investment of intent and desire and commitment for somebody who's going to go all the way through with that. What is that price? Um, because I don't know what that price is going to look like over the next months or maybe even years, um, I'm going to hold back on that right now. You just need to go to scottish-clans.com forward slash origins and find out how much it is. But I will tell you this, for the first 10 people that sign up for that, it's at a significantly reduced cost. The only catch is you have to give me feedback as you go through it and you get to help me uh, refine because this is something that I will be refining as we go. So I'm really happy with the product as it stands now, but that doesn't mean that I'll always be open for improvements and suggestions and feedback. So there you go, scottish-clans.com forward slash origins. All right, now let's get to the topic at hand. I'm really excited about this. Now I've got to give credit where credit is due. We're going to be talking about clans that fought or claimed to have fought at the Battle of Bannockburn and looking at whether they did or didn't really. I was inspired to do this by a video by Michael with Clans and Dynasties on YouTube. That's his, that's his YouTube handle, Clans and Dynasties. Really good channel, really good information. I've really enjoyed his videos. I've uh, subscribed to his channel and have interacted with him a little bit too. There might be some collaboration in the future that we've discussed. We haven't got super serious about anything, but really good dude. It's got some really good content on there, so I really recommend you go check it out. Now, what this is not going to be is regurgitation of his video in podcast form. Uh, He inspired what I'm going to do, but the content's slightly different. Now, he he does a... He he looks at some original sources that's or or nearly but not quite contemporary sources but not too long after the fact after the battle of bannockburn looks at different clans that claim to have been there makes a list also includes because there is not an exhaustive list of everybody that showed up so we don't have that but we do have some of the higher ranking people that commanded the battle of bannockburn to include robert bruce himself and where the troops they drew from came. Uh, I don't think I said that very well, but you get it. So for the different commanders, where were their fighters coming from? We do have some information on that. And so he does some, okay, well, here's the different clans that came from that part of Scotland. So either that clan or their ancestors were likely uh, represented at that battle. Well, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take that a little bit a step further, but not so expansive. I am going to... He, he provides it near the end of the video a list of the clans that claim to have been there. So what I'm going to do in this, this episode is I'm to, I sampled a handful of them. And by a handful, I think I did 16. I can't remember what the exact count was because I shifted it around a little bit. And I'm going to be... Just because I don't, I don't, it's a long list of clans that claim to have been there. So I just grabbed a, a manageable number, something around 15 or 16. You can count if you'd like. And I looked at whether they were actually a clan at that point, because here's the interesting thing about this time period where the Battle of Bannockburn happened. It happened in 1314. 
And the reason why that's an interesting time period is because uh, that was in a formative stage for a lot of clans as we know them now. Now, some people say that the clans began sometime in the in the 11 1200s. And and if you look at it from a certain angle, I think I agree with that statement. However, the kin-based society goes back a lot farther than that time period. But it is safe to say that clans, as we recognize them now with their current labels, such as McDonald, such as McDougal, such as Campbell, such as, such as, such as, go down the line have their origin in their current recognizable form during this time period. Really interesting time. Some of the clans that we are common uh, that we are familiar with today were already formed up and going as a clan by the time of the Battle of Bannockburn. And some were not. And so that's what I'm doing. So this is what I'm not doing. I'm not saying this clan or that clan was at Bannockburn or was not at Bannockburn. That's not the, my, my goal here. My goal is to say, were, were, was this clan even a clan at this point? Now, one thing I want to say from the offset, the, or the onset, the beginning, whichever, the one thing I do want to say is that even if that clan was not in its current recognizable form, meaning they didn't have their the, the name that we know them by today, that the clan in that form, even if they weren't formed by the time of the Battle of Bannockburn, it's, it's very possible that the ancestors who would later beget the people who would form that clan, it, it, it's still very possible that their ancestors could have been there. So maybe we're splitting hairs on whether they were there or not. But my goal is just to say, was this clan formed as such by 1314 when the Battle of Bannockburn occurred? So that's where we're going to go with this podcast. Um, I am going to break this up. I'm going to do 15 or 20 minute segments. And so I'm going to do however many episodes this takes. Um, So follow along. And if it takes more than one episode, then we'll, we'll, that's what we'll do. To start off with, we are going to, oh, by the way, I want to just give a quick nod toward my sources. Some clans have very scholarly sources, and I actually have some of those sources either right here on my bookshelf or in digital format, usually PDF, on my computer. Some clans I do not have, some clans haven't that been given that much attention by the scholarly world. It's just not done yet. And so I had to rely on Wikipedia or what, what I, Wikipedia is good. And you've heard me talk about this in, in times past. If you go down to the references, sometimes they actually cite very solid references. And I found some very good articles from Wikipedia articles. I've also, though, um, gone to the actual clan's website. What are they saying about where they were? Okay, so that's important to me too, and I, I did look at a lot of those. Where I have scholarly sources, I will cite them. Let's start this off. The first one we're going to look at, and not because um, of a preference or anything. These are in no particular order. They are, I'm just pulling them off of Michael's that screen, a screenshot of his video. It said, here's all the clans that claim to have been there. And I looked it up and looked for some kind of claim, and usually that was substantiated. So the first one we're going to start with is Campbell. 
Now, I happen to have and have quoted and have done a whole episode, at least one episode, on Stephen Boardman's Campbell's 1250 to 1513. Stephen Boardman is a, a scholar, a good, solid source on the Campbell's. And from that book, we learn that the Campbell's were an established land-holding kindred by the time of the Battle of Bannockburn. In fact, Neil Campbell provided one of Robert the Bruce's most stalwart and steady and loyal followers. And they were rewarded accordingly when he gained the throne and made good on it. So yes, the Campbells were established. And I go more into their origins, but I did a whole episode on it. So go back and check through my episode list on the origins of the Campbells, where I actually read straight from Stephen Boardman's book there. The next clan I'd like to talk about are the, is, is the Douglas clan. And I actually am excited. I just got a new book off of Amazon. Let me reach over and grab it. It's called... The Black Douglases, War and Lordship in Medieval Scotland, 1300 to 1455. I'm really excited to dig into this thing. I just got it recently. And you could probably expect some episodes somewhere down the line taken from that. Oh, by the way, it is by Michael Brown. I don't know a lot about him yet. I'm sure it says it right there on the book, but I give you enough information that you can follow that up if you'd like. Anyway... I didn't get much out of that book about what I'm going to share with you, but the Douglases looks like they were already an established kindred as well. I, I did do, uh, talked about them at length. I've done actually hit them from a few different angles. We talked about the Douglases, the original Border Reavers. So go back and see an episode on that. But we also, I also did, and actually I made a YouTube video out of it that has done pretty well for me as far as compared to my other videos. And it's it's a episode on clans that have a Flemish background. The Douglases are one of those. So yes, they came into Scotland with the other Norman families, but if you want to be nitpicky about origins, the Douglases were... I have everything scholarly that I've read on that. There's a consensus that they were likely from a Flemish background. All right, now, now the interesting thing about them is they don't come into Scotland with a Flemish surname. A lot of the Normans were coming in already having surnames. And so... The clans that are descended from Norman forebearers, they actually, you can trace that as a clan, as a surname back farther than a lot of the other Gallic clans can. But in the case of the Douglases, they wouldn't take their surname until they got established on the Douglas water. Douglas is actually a Gallic place name, referring to something along the lines of dark water or something like that. You can go look that up, but that's not my point is not to get into that too much, just that they would take their name from the location, and so they would be a Flemish family of, of, uh, with the Gallic surname. So I think that's really interesting. But they, uh, they were already well represented, and it's very similar, actually very comparable to the Campbells, because they provide us James Douglas, who was the original Black Douglas. Now, if I understand correctly, that was a name that the English gave, gave him. The Scots called him Good Sir James, because he was awesome for them, which is really, in, um, I don't know if ironic would be the right word, but Edward, King Edward I of England, if I, under, if I remember my history well on him, I haven't studied him at length, but the... The English people loved him because he's great for them. 
the Welsh and the Scots hated his guts because he was really hard on them and he was a very competent commander and, and leader. But the, uh, so it depends on your perspective, whether it's good Sir James or the Black Douglas. Anyway, he, uh, he comes from a family of that with already had a surname and was already established. And we already see a kindred, a broader kindred. And if, and I go farther into that, if you go look back at Douglas's, the original border reavers, the next clan on my list are the Gordons, the or is the Gord? It's a singular, singular clan. Anyway, I'm not going to get too far into grammar, but they, according to their history, have been around since Malcolm Canmore. Their acquisition of Strathbogie, farther north, which they later renamed Huntley, was for services rendered to Robert the Bruce. Originally, the Gordons were sta- uh, settled down near the border, and because they had been loyal to Robert the Bruce, he was very mindful of those who had supported him. And so he made sure that they were rewarded. And that's how they moved up north, which became their their headquarters up there, their caput. And they established themselves, became eventually the earls and later marquises of Huntley, dukes of Huntley, maybe. Either way, they became established up north and actually provided the heirs to the Earl of Sutherland. They became a junior branch of the family, becomes the Earl of Sutherland. I've done a lot of, of information on specifically the Earls of Sutherland versus the Clan Sutherland and, and how that works out in a previous episode, so you can go check that. Anyway, so the Gordons looks like, yes, they were established, pretty established by the time of the Battle of Bannockburn, but not in their current location, which is actually true for a lot of them. The uh, Maybe we'll do one more, and then we'll wrap this episode up, and we'll do uh, following clans in one or more subsequent episodes. The next one I want to mention, though, are is the Keiths. Now, one of the most impressive castle ruins that are left in Scotland is Dunodder. Such a cool, uh, such a scenic, such an impressive and a romantic look to these ruins on the east coast of Scotland, south of Aberdeen. There's some stuff about the Keith origins that I read that is just straight up fairy tales. This whole thing about they descended from the Caddy tribe and like they can trace their unbroken lineage back to a Roman age, a Western Roman age tribe is a, is a little bit far-fetched in my head, but they make the claim it's, it's, it's in the Wikipedia article. I don't, I haven't checked all the sources that claim that, but I think that's craziness. What we do know though, is that a man named Hervey de Keith It'll eventually he become become DeKeith, but he's the founder of the clan. He took his names from the lands that he obtained in East Lothian, and he lived in the late 12th century. So over 100 years before the Battle of Bannockburn, that would give... He, so that would make him a contemporary of Summerled, so that's interesting. Although he lived to, to, lived to a later date, died later than Summerled did. Therefore, the Keiths had at least two generations of a head start on the McDonald's for being becoming a clan by the time of Bannockburn. And I'll explain how that works out when I talk about the clans that are descended from Summerled, which will be going to have to be in the next episode. But anyway, it looks like the Keiths would have maybe had a couple generations head start because they were actually, their actual Keith ancestor was at the same time as Summerled. And Summerled's descendants, the McDonald's, the McRory's, the McDougal's, 
McDougal was Summerled's son, so they, that's only uh, one generation head start. But the McDonald's are actually Summerled's grandsons, and so the first person to actually, Donald was Summerled's grandson, so the first person to actually be called MacDonald would have been his great-grandson. So the Keiths got a little head start on them there. We'll talk more about the McDonald's, the McDougals, the McAllisters in the next episode. Um, we'll also cover other such clans, but not limited to this, as the Kennedys and the Lennox kindred earls. And we might touch on, via them, the McFarlands a little bit, but there will be more. Either way, I'm hit the 20-minute mark right now, and that's where I want to leave it. So we covered the Campbells. Were the Campbells a clan by this time? Absolutely, they were. Uh, looked like they were already developed. Looks like actually everyone that we've covered so far, the Campbells, the Douglases, the Gordons, and the Keiths, were all good to go, all established clans by this point. And so that's what... Uh, that's what we've got so far. As I wrap this up, I invite you to share this. Hey, look, if this if this is working at all for you, if you find this to be interesting, um, informative, at all, at all of any worth to you, please reach out and share it with somebody that you also think would be interested in this. If you want to donate to the cause, a little bit goes a long way, actually. Go to scottish-clans.com forward slash team. If you want to contribute to the cause, you can, for something as simple as buying me a a drink, like an energy drink, or for or something a little bit more like a, a book, a, a, a very modestly priced book on Amazon. You can donate that much if you go to scottish-clans.com forward slash team if you want to contribute to the cause and you like what we're doing. Don't forget to share it with somebody that you think would be interested, and you can reach out to me if you want to send me something personal at thescottishclans at gmail.com. And until next time, Marsh and Lave and Drastic.